It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. It is the Go Birds podcast presented by the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you for another practice bottle of Parks mm. Practice Pod. Elliot, hello, sir. How are you, buddy? So I got a question for you. Ooh, love when you start with like just go diving right into a question. Yeah, just me. go right into Big it. Fan. Big so, fan. So... The Eagles practice today was an hour and I think it came in at an hour 45, hour 50 minutes, the longest of camp. Wow. And it was also the hottest day. Now, let me ask you this. Did that happen because, A, Angelo Cataldi was there and he's been the most critical of the Eagles short practices? I like this thought. Next. Right. Or, B, I woke up at 3 a.m. just so I could buy the Leeds new charity. <laughs> what do you think was the bigger reason we were out there for almost two hours in the blazing heat it's today? A, it's a really good question. If I had to choose, I would probably give Angelo the nod, but mm. it could be either. Honestly, I think both played a role, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. When when I decided to set my alarm for you 3 a.m. and told Kristen it would be going off, I figured practice would be short. I was like, they moved it up. It's going to be hot. You know, I get there and it's two hours. So, so. a lot in here. Um, yeah. You woke up at three in the morning to order a jersey. Yeah. Well, the funniest part about it is. So, <laughs> I, think, I think it's already very funny, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah, it's re- it was they released the picture of it yesterday. I didn't even like it that much, but I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm definitely buying it. Like I'm not not gonna buy it. And then I get up at 3 a.m. Find out that it was actually 4 a.m. that it goes on sale. <laughs> oh no! So I just like scrolled on Twitter for an hour. Let me tell you, Twitter at 3 a.m. not a very interesting place. I'm guessing not a lot's not a lot going, going on. on. One of those like hit the scroll button and it refreshes and there's nothing new there. And then you do it again and there's nothing new there. Every tweet I'm getting from like 23 hours ago. (laughs) I've seen it eight times. But then the salty part of all this. No, the funniest part is that you didn't even like the jersey and yet woke up at three in the morning to buy it. That's definitely the funniest part. But keep going. Well, then the other funny part is so I buy it at 4 a.m. Like it goes well. I purchase it. 
and then as of now, we're recording this at about two o'clock, uh, you know, PM, not AM, two two PM. Still available, still can be purchased. <laughs> really, no, was right. no reason for you're me to right. buy it. So that early. is the funniest part. Yeah. That is e- so. Why did you get up that? You really thought it was going to like sell right out or something? Yeah. Well, they announced it as a limited release. Ah, so uh, uh, how they got uh, me. Just not yeah. as many sicko Leeds fans out there as you. You should be, this is the kind of stuff you should be putting into that Twitter group and being like, yeah, hey guys, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, look, I'm a real big Leeds fan. Trust me. Like, look what I did. You now, know? Keep in mind, though, the reason it was 4 a.m. here was because it's five hours ahead there. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, point right. being, they didn't have to do that. Correct. Did you just do bad math? Was that how you ended up with the three and six? Pretty much. <laughs> Long story short, yes. That, that's how I did Boiling that. it so, down to its essence, I did bad math. Yes. This yes, is good. But they did reward me, the Eagles, <laughs> with a very intense practice with a lot of team drills. Yes. So, well, let's dive into it. was a good it. day of practice. Let's dive into it with the first most important question because um, everyone knows you. You know, if you listen to this pod, mm-hmm. you, 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 you at least know Elliot to a certain level. I mean, we- yeah. Talk about our lives. Probably talk about our lives too much. You might argue yeah. on this podcast, so everyone knows your um, general feelings about the weather. But it is often about the you know rain snow variety of weather. We don't often get to hear the Elliott Shore Parks weather yeah. take when it's like uh, like oppressively hot outside. Where do you stand on oppressive heat? Are you as afraid of it as you are? Because because hey. Pretty dangerous, too. It can be dangerous to be out in the yeah. heat that long. Where do you stand? Your respect for weather as it relates to a day like today. Well, most of my fear of weather is related to the house. And, like, I'm not saying, <laughs> like, knock on wood, I'm not saying heat can't impact the house at all. Like, who knows? But so I'm okay, not yes. afraid of heat for sure, as people follow me on Twitter. No, you know, because I bring, I bring nothing but the heat on, uh, <laughs> on Twitter. But, um... That was was a great line. Credit to you. you. That was like really good. I enjoyed that. Um, Also, like, I don't really sweat, you know, so like unless I'm working out. So I'm fine. What a flex right there. Yeah. I don't sweat. I just don't really sweat. So what's that like? um, What is it like? I sweat. I walk outside to walk home. It's hot out. I'm sweating immediately. Like, what is it like to not sweat? It's amazing. I mean, it's just, you know, it's amazing. I, I don't smell like, let's just say as much as I love all my fellow Eagle beat writers, it's a sweaty group, you know, like it can, it can get a little sweaty. So today, definitely. I mean, Sirianni was absolutely drenched after practice when he got up at the podium. Like he was, he was completely drenched. I, I do think moving it up from 10 to nine was the right call. I'm a little surprised there wasn't more backlash just because there's a s- certain section of the fan base that's really bad about this whole practice thing. But I think, like, again, just made sense to move it up. Like, it wasn't as hot uh, as it was at 9 a.m. as it would have been at 10 a.m. And quick, quick side note. So the Eagles are going to Cleveland in, I guess, like, two weeks for joint practices. Do you want to know, like, just how you can tell they're a dumb organization? Like, obviously, there's tons of reasons you know the Browns are a dumb, dumb organization. But they practice at 2 in the afternoon. Really? Like like the dead of like the heat, like the highest point of the sun or whatever the meteorologist term would be. Like it's just a, another small example of how like for all we rip the Eagles for and all the little things, like we are very lucky as like a media contingency and a fan base and everything not to cover like a truly dumb organization. Yeah, as you bring up all the time. And, and in this case, look, I 
Let's put it this way. Uh, it has not been a banner offseason for the Browns in terms of their public no. presentation. You can say that. I not don't think anyone's all. looking at the Browns right now and saying, yeah, that's a smart organization right there. They Correct. do things the right way. No. Um, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into the, the what you saw in the heat. If it wasn't too hot for you to actually be able to recall what you saw um, let's start with the big guy. The the basically every single practice report starts the same way. So let's just continue that trend. How Jalen Hurts look? So this is kind of the discussion I wanted to have today, based off of practice. Like, I so I did not think Hurts had a good day. Uh, he finished it uh, ten of fifteen, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So those numbers are not numbers bad, are good. Right? Oh, those look at this. Uh oh. Uh oh. I know. So, but. As I've heard about a bajillion times, I'll provide some context. Oh, yeah. Welcome. So, Welcome I context. To, I think today was not Jalen's fault the offense struggled. Ooh. I think so far in camp, there have been long stretches where part of the reason they've the offense doesn't look good is because of inaccurate passes, poor decisions, and just like inconsistency. Like Jalen said it himself. Like the most the important thing for getting this offense to an elite level is consistency. And he hasn't been anything but consistent so far in camp. And today it was the same thing. Like even though he had one nice, one nice touchdown pass to AJ Brown, it was, uh, it was seven on seven. He hit him at, at about the two yard line and AJ ran in. And then he had another touchdown to AJ Brown in 11 on 11 red zone where he hit him in the back of the end zone. I, I don't know if, AJ had to like tap his toes to stay in, but it was definitely near the back and it was a, uh, it was a nice throw. So he had those moments, but then you look at the beginning of the day, his first two passes, he misses Kenny Gainwell in the flat and then he overthrows Miles Sanders. So just like little things like that. And then and also in the red zone, he had a poor pass to, uh, let me see who it was to. Um, it was to Quez Watkins, but he threw it like too low and TJ Edwards almost jumped in and intercepted it. I actually thought he did intercept it, but after pre, you know, kind of surveying everyone else that saw it, the the agreement was that it was dropped. So there were some poor throws from him. But the reason I wouldn't crush him for today, or at least like view it as a big red flag for Jalen specifically, is I thought the defense like really dominated today. Like the pass rush was insane. Like it was in his face a lot of the day. Um, I don't think that completely excuses some of the miss misses, but that's absolutely part of it. Like the the offensive line played poorly. They didn't have Jordan Mylotta out there. They didn't have um, – I'm blanking on the other name, but they were missing two offensive linemen. Dillard today. was out. Dillard, yes, that was it. So, so um, I wasn't even there. Mylotta How about Dillard that, out. Elliot? Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> with uh, Dillard out, they had to go to LaRaven Clark with the first-team offense, and he did not play well. Like, he was he was abused. He did, he did not play well. So, so I think today was one of those days where I, where you could look and say – the defense was why the offense struggled. Now, it's still been six practices, and I'm concerned about the offense, but I thought today was was a day where you could look and go, okay, the pass rush is getting home. The coverage is really good. They're making uh, pass breakups. They're nearly intercepting passes. Like I thought the defense had a really good showing today. All right, I want to get more into that. I will say it does seem like there has been a trend around the league so far with most of the you know reports and stuff that I've seen that it does seem like defenses are ahead of offenses and yeah you know, we've seen a lot of that and and that's kind of what we talked about on saturday where i was kind of coming from saying it's easier for a defense to come in and be ready because there's just less they have to do you know there's less working together there's less everyone being in the right place at the right time all that type of stuff but 
how much of this from from being down there from watching this because i also remember let's go back like i don't know exactly a year more or less having similar kind of conversations like oh the offense didn't look good today but it could be because the defense is going to be right. really good didn't work out exactly that way how much of from you know what you've seen in past camps and understanding that you know it takes time potentially for an offense to get going how much of this do you think is is actually this narrative that's starting here in Philly right now like hey guys guess what the defense could be really good and that's why Jalen hasn't looked as good like how much do you buy into that with what you've seen from your eyes I'm torn because I do think the defense could be really good this year like if Jordan Davis and Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham, who are all basically new additions, right? Obviously, two of them are definitely new additions, and then Graham barely played last year. Like, if those guys are all impact players and they've looked like them so far in camp, Jordan Davis continues to play well. Brandon Graham has has been really good. Like, he does not look like he's been injured. He's been, you know, uh, lining up inside. He's been on the outside. Like, he looks like he's going to be a really good pass rusher. And then Hassan Reddick, despite the fact he's been dropping back, like, I have seen him make plays. So, if the pass rush is really good, the rest of the defense does fall into place because it really helps the secondary. The linebackers are more talented than they used to be. TJ Edwards is having a really good camp. So I can definitely sit here and say that regardless of what quarterbacks they face, I think they line up to be a good defense. I think they, with when you take into account who they will be playing, I think they could be a top five defense in points. Whoa! Um, because they were basically top 10 last year until they tanked the last game. And I think they'll be better this year. So they could be top five this year. That being said, like, and again, people call me a hater on Twitter. I'm not trying to be a hater, but like, I just, it's just disappointing to me that it's now been six practices and I've barely ever felt like, okay, this offense looks really good. Like there's been stretches of it. And like I said, there were two days where I left feeling better about Hertz than worse. But then today's like today, like this is a perfect example to me. So sometimes Sirianni, Sirianni will do this drill where he'll have every player stop except for the players that are in the drill. So every, all of like, you know, the 22 players that are on the field and then the other 68 players are sitting on the sideline, not sitting, but standing on the sideline watching. And it adds to the intensity and it really feels like these are big drills, right? Like they're, it's 11 on 11, the pads are on, they're, they're thudding. So today they do that and it's like a short completion to A.J. Brown, a dropped pass from Kenny Gainwell, a, a quarterback run where he held onto the ball and ran it. He was essentially sacked two plays in a row. Then he incompletion to Quez Watkins. So like, again, that's on the defense too. Like the defense played really well, but in these big moments where I'm really like ready to see, like ready to see plays where I feel like, okay, that was a great play from the offense or like, man, what a throw from hurts. They, they're, they're just not really coming. So that that's where I'm torn. Cause like, I do agree the defense could be good for sure. But man, the offense just is not giving me much reason to believe in them. Yeah, and that look, I, I again, I'm not ready to to panic as we've talked about. If we're still having these conversations in two weeks when they start getting to, you know, practicing for games and preseason games and all that, then I'll, I will be more concerned. Um, but I, I'm not ready to go there yet, especially with the trend that we talked about about defenses seemingly being ahead of offenses right now throughout the league, all that type of stuff. So I'm not, I'm not there yet. But but I definitely. Every day where it keeps going and it keeps being, you know, another bad day for Jalen or another uninspiring day for Jalen, you know, they pile up. And I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not there yet, but I, I can understand how if you're there watching it and you, you want to see something, it can be a little more 
frustrating for you down there than than me just being like, eh, you know, it'll be all right. Give him some time. And again, it might not be all right. We don't know. We, I'm not, right. again, neither of us, as much as we like Jalen, neither of us has gone in saying he's going to be awesome this year because I don't, I don't know that. I still think he's going to be better. I, I think he's, I, I feel very confident he'll be better than he was last year. But how much better is really going to be the question. And as we get closer and closer, I think you do want to see the offense start to click and things start to work a little better and all that. So that's definitely something we're going to keep our our eyes on and continue to talk about, obviously. And it's not that Jalen's been bad. It's that he's been, like, uninspiring might be the best way to put it. Like, I bring it up so much in 2017 with Carson's training camp. Like, like that was, like, inspiring football. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to pick this team to be really good based off that. And it's just six days, and you know he just hasn't been so far. And you brought up the preseason games. Maybe he will play a little bit. For me, the joint practices are like pretty much going to decide what I pick this team to be. Right now, I tweeted this, but like I'm so on the fence of like what I'm picking. I don't know if I'm going to pick over under. And I, honestly, like, wow, I don't know you might go pick under. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And Look, here's and the thing. I, I get your point. I think, again, I think they're going to be good regardless of Jalen. I think if Jalen's the exact same guy as last year, I think they're an at least with 10 football team. Like, with the schedule and with the talent around him, like, they won nine games last year and didn't try in the last game of the season. The schedule is just as easy, if not, maybe even easier, certainly just as easy. And they're way better around him. Like, I don't see any way they're not a 10 football team. I, like, again, I guess they're, unless there are, like, tons of injuries— I just don't, because I don't expect him to be worse than last year. I don't expect Jalen to take a step back. So I think with the moves they've made, like, and I actually think it sets up for a really interesting, if let's say he's only a little bit better, right? They will be better. And then it's going to set up for an, in, a really interesting discussion next off season. Again, we hope he's way better, but it, let's just say he's a little bit better. You know, it's a, it, all of a sudden you're in kind of a weird spot heading in into in the yeah. next season. So it, it is a really it is a really precarious uh, situation for the franchise, for the team, all that. If he doesn't get, if he doesn't take a big leap, because I think they're going to be good anyway, Ellie. So I think you're under undervaluing or underestimating the chances he does take a step back. Like if I had to go to a hundred percent of what I think is going to happen next year, Jalen being worse this year would only be like 20, 25%. Like, so I, I don't think it's a large percentage, but again, like he's going to have to adjust to what defenses are going to do to him. And that falls on Sirianni and Steichen too. Like they're going to have to put him in positions to do that. But the Eagles are going to see very different defenses in terms of alignments and like how they're playing the Eagles this year than they did last year, in my opinion. And, you know, I've said it before, I'll repeat myself, like the Bucks game is not the ultimate red flag, but if teams look at that and they're like, all right, well, this is just how we play Jalen. Jalen has to come out and beat that. Now, I think there's a, I think there's a decent chance he will be able to because I do ultimately believe in Jalen and I do ultimately believe in the coaching staff, but it's not a short thing, right? So like going into the season, I can't get behind me picking the Eagles just to like make the playoffs because of the schedule. Now, maybe I'm underestimating it and all those things, but like I, I need to feel like like re, like the Eagles are good. You know, like right now, I feel like the defense could be good. I feel like the offensive line will be good. I think the pass rush will be better. I believe in the receivers like but but the quarterback is just such a question mark to me like if their whole plan is going to be like dink and dunk and get yak and run the ball and bank on an easy schedule like I don't know how inspiring that is so again I think their floor is like seven or eight wins so I'm not saying this is going to be 2020 or you know like I don't think this year will be a disaster 
But like 10, 10 wins, I don't know. You know, like I, I don't know if I'm there yet with them. If I had to bet it today on the Parks app, I would probably bet the over. But I'm not there yet. But if I had to pick today, I would probably pick the Cowboys to win the division. Yeah, I would not. I'm still on the bandwagon. And again, I, I, I understand your point. Like Jalen theoretically could get worse. I just don't think he's going to. Like I think that yeah. it's more like a 5% chance he gets worse. He might not get better. But I don't think it gets worse. And I think, again, if you put the exact same player from last year into this season, I think they win 10 games, personally. And I understand your points about defenses playing him differently and all that, but I think he's got enough athletic ability, enough ability to just make things happen. I think the offensive line is going to be good enough that I just think they're going to win games with this schedule regardless of how of, of him being much better. I think if he's much better, they're going to be really good. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that. If so, he's much better, they could win like 13 games. Yeah. Like it, it, it's one of the toughest seasons I've ever had in terms of making a prediction. All right. Uh, I want to get some other uh, stuff going on down there. Practice reminder, download the all-new Bet Park Casino and Sportsbook do app. It. I mean, come on. Season's getting here. Like, enough already. Uh, you know, what do you want to do? Listen to this podcast all season and not bet with us on the Parks app? Uh, because that sounds silly. That sounds it's like boring, a, too. Yeah, to boring. Be you know, a uh, waste of your time, a waste of our time, a waste of everyone's time. So, you know, let's use our time right together. Have fun. And bet on some games together. Uh, Elliot, by the way, soccer. promised. Give us a little soccer action. What's coming up this weekend? So EPL, the Premier League, begins this weekend. You oh, don't have to wait up till 4 a.m. Oh, Are you going to wear your new jersey? Oh, yeah. Um, so I got, I got three, I got three bets for, the, for the people. This, love it. Give it to them. All right. So here's the deal. If you listen to this, you know that we like long odds, and that's why we don't win. But it's more fun, right? <laughs> it is more so fun. So keep that yes. in mind. Here are three bets I would like. If you want to do futures, so Manchester City or Liverpool is going to win, but they're like the City's minus 134 and Liverpool's plus 250. Two, plus 250 is kind of fun if you want to do Liverpool. The two I would throw at people is I like Tottenham at plus 1,300 to ah, win the whole Spurs. League. Yes. Look at you, man. Look at you. And then, see that? How about that? This is a true underdog, but plus 2,800 Arsenal, I think, had, would have a, a semi, like, I think plus 2,800 is better odds. Plus 2,800? To win it all. And keep yeah. in mind, they're the fifth. Like, it goes City 130, minus 134, Liverpool plus 250, Tottenham plus 1,300, Chelsea plus 1,600, which I really don't believe in, and then Arsenal plus 2,800. Like, the top two teams are heavy, heavy favorites. But if something happens, like injuries, who knows? I think Arsenal plus 2,800 has, like, upside potential. Wow. I once did a fantasy baseball podcast called Breakout Upside Potential. Wow. Way back in the day. How about that? This is a whole part of your life I did. Know. I know. I know. I know you used to have on fantasy experts, you know, the mm. people from all the, the big stations and all that. And I used to ask him about- Young James. Fantasy baseball and whatnot. Yeah. Young James. Pod all right, let me throw one single game at you for Love this weekend. It. Please, please, please. And then we can, we can move on. But uh, so if you've listened, you know that soccer, home underdogs, really good value, basically over like a 30-year stretch, it's 50-50. So Everton- coming off the highs of making it last year, plus 460 money line. Chelsea, better team, but on the road, they lost last year in Everton. I'm not that big on Chelsea this year. Everton plus 460. Take them, maybe parlay a few favorites. I, I think that'd be a good weekend. Ooh, now that sounds like a fun one right there. Yeah. Uh, to your point, the, the level of which you can get the, the underdog in soccer uh, comparative, it's, it's, it is, there'll be like 
you know, only a few NFL games a year that you would ever consider betting on a plus 480 underdog. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a a really, really um, interesting thing. So, so Maybe we'll do a parlay this week. I like it. Now, get in. You can bet on this stuff, plus preseason football. Elliot, a big bet on preseason football guy. A lot of action. Get in now, and here's the deal. If you sign up now, new customers, you make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Just download the app now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at betparks.com. Use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get your risk-free bet. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot, let's go uh, Let's go defense and offense. We usually go offense All and right. defense. Defense and offense. Who has stood out to you the last couple days? Maybe people we haven't talked about. I know Jordan Davis has been top of mind. Um, but what else has stood out the last, mm-hmm. certainly today in the last couple of practices? Um, so one player I'll say that I know we haven't talked about at least, uh, you know, a ton is TJ Edwards. He's had a really, really good camp. Um, he nearly had an interception today. I think he has another one so far in camp. And he's interesting because like he's not viewed as a great athlete, and that's probably somewhat true. But, man, he has great instincts. He's been around the ball. And, you I mean, look, last year I thought he had a good year. They extended him into this season. So you really just do see the improved talent level level among the linebackers. Um, Davion, I think, is having a really good camp too. But so far, uh, TJ Edwards has really stood out to me as kind of like a guy that just from last year to this year, like he's all over the place. I, he kind of reminds me – well, actually, he doesn't really remind me of anybody. I was trying to think of who he reminded me of, but in terms of like camps I've seen from linebackers, it's one of the better camps uh, that I've seen. So I think he's been incredibly impressive. Okay, I like that, and I'm I'm a TJ Edwards guy. I think he's probably an under talked about player, who's a valuable guy to have on your team, and I, I think he will be one of the starting linebackers when the season starts. I know you we've talked a lot about Nicobe Dean and how he's running with the twos and threes, and and I do think that that TJ Edwards right now uh, clearly in the Eagles' eyes a better option to start. Yeah. And someone who I think has turned into a nice football player, undrafted guy, you know, to your point about not being the most athletic, you know, didn't even get drafted and has you know, worked his way into having a role on this team. All right, who else? So this is more of a bigger picture one, but on days like today, you can really see how this pass rush could be way better. Like, I wanted to take you through this scenario. So Ooh. it's Christmas Eve. They're playing the Cowboys. Ooh. It's close, which it never is against the Cowboys, let's be honest. But let's just pretend it's close. It's third and seven. It's late. Like, it's the exact situation I talked about where Jordan Davis has to be on the field. Like, in camp, it is silly how many options they have in that scenario. Like, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams. It's not even mentioning Jordan Davis if he ends up being a good pass rusher. And so far, indications are that he is going to be a good pass rusher. So, like, on big downs, they are really going to be able to put opposing lines out there. Uh, uh, they're going to be able to put out a defensive line out there that's going to have the opposition, like, really messed up. Like, not only can the fact that, now I'm not super into the 3-4 the look, but if they've been mixing it up all, all day, like, the offensive line's A, going to have to figure out, like, the coverage quickly, but B, like, they just have a lot of really good individual pass rushers. Um, So it just it just really stands out to me. I was high on the defensive line last year. They didn't end up backing it up, so... Maybe they don't again this year, but in camp, it's just like you can see how Gannon's life could be so much easier this year if the pass rush just gets home. And like Josh Sweat's having a great camp. I mean, we just, you know, we talked about this a little bit already, but like they really have a lot of guys that you would feel confident in a third and long situation pass, uh, pass down. I mean, look, that we've talked about this so many times. I've said Hassan Reddick is my X Factor player. You know, I've said many times, I think the single biggest, you know, 
one way or the other type of thing with the team outside of Hurts that I'm concerned about or looking at is the pass rush. So that that's really exciting to hear. And I do think Jordan Davis, the matchup issue with Jordan Davis could help them, you know, free guys up and all that. But but to your point, look, they have a, a better um, group of pass rushers. You know, if Brandon Graham and it does the Brandon Graham stuff is is blowing my mind. The amount of yeah. just everyone saying it looks exactly like it used to. It is it is what a credit to that guy. I mean, that is a tough injury. And uh, at his age, that that would be miraculous if he's a real effective player for this team this year. And, you know, with Sweat, you know, w- will he take a leap? You know, they paid him. Can he take that step forward? Reddick, the, the best pass rusher they brought in, you know, in a few years, all that type of stuff. So um, I'm, I'm really hopeful, and that is a really important thing. All right, offensive side of the ball. What else other than Hurts has stood out to you? So just unfortunately, there's just not a lot of positives among the first team offense just because they had such, in my opinion, not a great day today. It can be negatives. What stood out to you just generally? It doesn't have to be positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, So one thing that stood out to me with tracking all these targets is, so right now Goddard has 23 targets. A.J. Brown has 22. Devontae that we've talked about quite a bit only has 10. Obviously not ideal. But uh, Quez Watkins only has seven. And early on in camp, I was thinking to myself that, look, if we think of all the attention that's going to be paid to these other receivers, like maybe Quez could be a guy that that could be an X factor. And I still think there's some logic to that. He's explosive in the open field. He can be a deep threat. But it's looking early on like he's the one that's going to really get impacted by the addition of Brown and kind of everybody getting knocked down a peg like Pascal hasn't even really practiced yet, and Pascal's probably going to eat somewhat into Watkins' target. So, again, do you think he's a bit of an interesting X factor, especially if there's an injury? But early on, he's kind of been the guy that's really, I think, seen his targets uh, cut because of the addition of A.J. Brown. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, even as you've pointed out, and I know he didn't practice today with the groin thing, but yeah. you know, Devontae has seen his targets potentially be down more, and I think that'll change more as the season goes on. But look... You know, you do have, you know, two elite guys at their positions in Brown and Goddard who are going to require and not just require, but demand in terms of football sense targets. Um, and look, it, it's not like Hertz is, a, as we know, a, a just going to dice them up type of guy. They're probably going to be less targets. I know they're going to throw more, but they're not going to throw as much as, you know, a true throwing type team. So they're going to be less mm-hmm. targets to go around. And you bring a guy like A.J. Brown and he's going to command a certain level of of game, you know, scripts, so to speak. Yeah, I think this could be a really interesting thing to track, Elliot. And and I think it could come back to Hurts and his ability to to get through his reads and get the ball around and get the ball to the right guy because you you would think the whole the whole thing of of you know bringing in AJ Brown and and that meaning less targets for Devontae or Quez is because you know Jalen Hurts is going to get the ball to AJ Brown. But or I'm sorry, the, the if if the idea of, of bringing AJ Brown in and he's going to help those guys in terms of taking coverage away, then Hurts has to get the ball to those guys when they're open. And that's going to be the question. Is he getting past those first reads, or is he trying to force it to A.J. Brown? Those are going to be storylines that we're going to have to track. It's going to be really, really, really interesting. Um, all right. Any- um, I have another offensive yeah, yeah, just quickly. Yeah, yeah, please. So I told myself coming into camp that I would not, like, fall for the, like, oh, my God, Devin Allen used to run track. Like, these, like, Britton Covey, right? Like, but, and Devin Allen hasn't been good. Britton Covey is kind of like catching my attention. Ooh. He, he is making nice catches. He is super quick after the after the catch. Again, he's super undersized, and I stand by it that if he scores a touchdown, I will be even further convinced that in a game, in the right situation, <laughs> I could score a I touchdown. I love the idea that you think that because a 
lightning quick small guy can score that you could score. But go ahead. Yes. Well, I've been called lightning quick. Yes. Uh, you and before. you and Britton Covey, same thing. Yes. Yes. Um, but no, so I, I do think that he's starting to like kind of be interesting. And I think it's going to be tough for him to make the team as a kick returner because I just don't believe he'd have to be so special to make it as a kick returner that he's going to have to flash as a receiver. And he's starting to flash as a receiver. So I just uh, starting to be a little intrigued. The last very last quick thing I'll say about the offense is well, real quick, real quick, camp, real quick I, on the real quick on the Britton Covey thing, just to 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 add to that too, like. Look, I agree with you. He needs to be able to do other stuff. But, you know, if the Eagles kept a guy because he was good at punt returns, I would actually be okay with that. Like, we have been so I would be horrible yeah. in that aspect of the game. And it is the kind of thing that can really, you know, be a difference-making type of thing for a good team. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it, is my point. I wouldn't either. I just don't think they're going I to. I agree with it. you. I, I agree yeah. with you. I'm just saying philosophically. Anyway, what was your last point about the offense? So the last one was coming into this camp, I expected them to throw it more um, than they did in Pat last year uh, with Sirianni just because I think they want Jalen to get the reps and all those things. So through six practices, Jalen Hurts this year is averaging 15.6 attempts per practice. Last year, he averaged 17.5. Mm. Now, obviously, that's a negligible amount. It's not a huge amount. But the fact it's lower to me is like kind of disappointing. You know, like the whole thing is this passing offense needs to be better. They're going to have to throw it more. Jalen needs the reps. He's not going to play in the preseason games. Like they are taking fewer reps. I get that. But I don't know, man. Like he, I think he should be throwing it more in practice than he is. Like I want to see Jalen improve. I want him to get the chance to do that. And he's throwing it less in camp than he was last year. Like that just seems weird to me. I am with you. Actually, that seems honestly like. You don't need to work on the run game, guys. We got yeah, it. Like We're good at that. it. We're good at it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm Elliot. That actually is shocking, and I haven't been concerned about Hertz's progress so far. And you, you should because I do think that is concerning. Like they should be giving these guys every chance, especially if you're not going to play these guys in the preseason. Like timing, um, you know, chemistry, understanding where people like the ball, you know, re- getting through your reads. All like they should. That's right. all they should be worried about. I'm very. That's that's crazy. Thank you. That's crazy. That's a really good point. Look at Thank that. you. I appreciate Look that. At that. Ending on a high note. All right. You got any final yeah. thoughts before we get out of here, bud? I do actually, and Ooh. I wanted to say it's the beginning of the pod, but we just got right into it. So that was my bad. But we talk a lot on this pod about real ones, and we we mean it. Like I love when someone DMs me and says I'm a real one. I listen to the end of the pod. So I actually haven't told you this yet. I should have, but before the pod, but. Like the definition of of a real one is our guy Stokes, right? Like he always love DMs, Stokes. Love Stokes. That's right? our dude. Stokes and Ned. Yes. Th- yes. Those are real, real, real ones. Like poster child for real ones. Yes. So um Stokes, you know, is fine. This is not like a bad announcement about Stokes, but he is going through a tough time right now. Uh and not gonna get into specifics, but as I said, the real ones are always like a we're a group, you know, like all those things. So everyone listening out there. You could just send some send some love, some positive thoughts towards uh, Stokes. Um, I think you know we all owe, we all owe it to him as a real one and as a group to to send positive uh, love his way. So thinking of you, Stokes. I know you are too, James. And uh, you know, just hope everything is uh, works out during what is should be a great time of the year. Stokes Carrigan is our guy. We love him, Stokes. Yes. We're thinking about you, buddy, and hundred uh, percent echo that. And and I hope. 
you know, if you're real ones that you're thinking about him too, because I, I think one of the, the most special things about this pod is that the community that's created by it, and, and that's the real ones community. Um, and, you know, I, we, we love all of you, and Stokes is our yeah. guy, so um, I fully, fully echo that. And while you mention, I'll, I'll shout out a, a real one too. I got a, an email from a guy named Corey, um, which is legitimately one of the sweetest, nicest emails I've ever gotten, literally responding to the last pod when we talked wow. about how sometimes we'll get hate out there. He literally just wrote me an email to be like, hey, man, I don't know why anyone ever would ever hate on you. You're awesome. I'm a real one. I love the pod. I love you guys. You make my life better. And thank you. Like that was just basically the only and that he has a young daughter, too. And we, we connect on that. But literally mm-hmm. just wrote me an email to say, hey, man. Don't let anyone ever get you down because you guys are awesome. And I thought that was wow. just such a, a thoughtful, sweet thing to do. So, Corey, thank you for that. And, and uh, you know, just Very another nice. example of, of, you know, how much we love our real ones. Seriously, like from yes. the, we would not do this pod without you. You are you are why we do it. So thank you to all you Stokes. Obviously, we're thinking about you, Corey. That was really nice. And all our other real ones. Um, You're the best, man. We Amen. Yeah, Amen. Just what it is. All right. Uh, Elliot and Jack Fritz on Saturday. I don't know if Elliot even knows this, but Jack Fritz gave me a preview of... Uh, oh, I know what the take Okay, is. so get, let's yeah. put it this way. Um, get ready to be annoyed with Jack Fritz on Saturday. Yes. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Elliot, fight the good fight for all of us on Saturday. Okay? I will. We are and then, all, uh, all Sunday on night, side. me and Jack again, because Ooh. James only sees fish in you know quantities <laughs> of five or six in a row cannot wait um, oh by the way if you're a real one you're an ac for fish this weekend like hit me up on twitter or whatever i will be there and cannot wait yes we need uh we need an equivalent of like the video of me rapping big at my wedding we need like an equivalent video of james where you can only see it if you see him in person so oh, i like if you this see idea. james this weekend don't film him without his consent but if you're with them you're hanging out if you get a good video it would be a fun video to have i don't hate that i like that that, that only real ones could see I yes, like only if you see That's me in good. person or James if he does get an equivalent fish video. Although he has a biggie video too, so maybe you could ask him. That's true too. That yeah, we we will make it happen. So uh, so that'll um, be awesome. Yeah. So then Sunday, me and Jack will be doing a show from the link during the practice. So very excited to do that. And then next week, like fully back to normal, normal go birds pods, normal Saturday shows yes. moving forward. Like we are we are ready for the season starting. Next week, ready to roll. So it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, and and by the way, preseason game next week too, which is I know going to be fun. Best time of the year. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that all again. Check out Jack and Elliot twice this weekend, and and Elliot and I will be back together next week. Until then, he's Adam James. Talk to you guys soon. 